It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. We are back, Elliot Short Parks. Man, today's just a day where I feel happy. It feels great to be back in the studio. The Eagles are making moves. It'll be fun to talk about that. It's sunny outside. We only have an hour. Power hour. Power hour, a bit of a buzzkill, but I'm so psyched to talk to people and talk about this trade, man. There is just, there is never, ever a boring time with this team. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how many Saturdays we come in here with a massive thing yeah, to just talk huge about. Huge Eagles news. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They might not win a lot recently over the last year, but they certainly keep things interesting. They really do. Well, let's let's dive right in. I'm sure everyone knows we'll get to the calls in, in a few minutes, two on five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday, uh really I think shocking everyone. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone thought this type of trade was gonna happen, and certainly not this far before the draft. You know, these are the type of trades that happen on draft night. And to see that Niners trade come out, they move up to three, and the Dolphins move back to 12. And then minutes later, like minutes later, the Eagles, Colin Coward says the Eagles might trade up, and then it's like, boom, a second yeah. later. Uh, so let's dive into it. Elliot, uh, uh, now that we've had a, you know initial takes yesterday, kind of the, the craziness of it all, 24 hours to think about it, where are you standing right now with this trade? My initial reaction was I didn't like it. I don't like the idea of passing on getting an elite level talent at six. I just, this was the chance, right? We've heard how we say the Eagles don't draft this high often. You have to take advantage of those chances. So I don't think it's a trade I would have made. But just like at six, there's no guarantee you get a stud there. You have a better chance, but there's no guarantee. We don't know what the what player they'll get at 12 and how that player will turn out. So ultimately where I fall with this trade is this. I Getting the extra first-round pick is a huge asset. It just absolutely is. Having three first-round picks in next year's draft, assuming Carson stays healthy in Indianapolis, is massive. They'll have the next offseason. They'll be able to do whatever they want. And by having those three picks next year, they can almost do whatever they want now. They could trade back up. They could trade for a guy like Deshaun Watson. I mean, Russell Wilson, probably not. But, you know, those type of guys, they are in the market to do whatever they want because of having those assets. So, Getting the first-round pick is huge. But here's the thing. 
when you pass at taking a guy at six, and then you let the Cowboys and the Giants draft ahead of you, you have better get that pick right at 12. <laughs> yeah, because man. if they would have taken Jamar Chase or Cal Pitts at six and they didn't pan out, that would have been a different level of scrutiny than trading out of it, picking someone at 12 and missing. Like everyone agrees Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts are great prospects. Doesn't mean they'll work out, right? We see every year in the draft that elite level prospects don't work out. But the the you know, everyone was on your side with that. Like everyone would have been in agreement. Yes, take Jamar Chase and we'll see what happens. Now you trade back and let's say you take someone at 12 like Jalen Waddle or or Patrick Sertain or somebody. They'd better be just as good or almost as good as whoever the Giants draft, the Cowboys draft, and who goes at six because <laughs> this was your chance. Like, this was your chance to get an elite level, everyone agrees talent. Now you're putting the pressure back on yourself because it's going to be tougher to find someone at 12. It just is. There's more options, right? You don't know who's going to be there like you do at six. So I think it's a it's a risk. If it hits, it looks great because you have the extra first-round pick. But, man, it's – it's a it's a huge risk. It it really is. And my my first reaction was the same as yours. It was I hate this. I, I'm not a fan of this. Give me Jamar Chase. Give me a, an elite elite. This team needs blue chip yes. players. They need elite guys that you can count on now and into the future, especially at a cheap price. But look, I, I step back. I can understand from a value perspective. If you look at the trade chart, all that the Eagles won the trade from a value perspective. Like, they did. I get it. I understand that. Like, the first round pick next year is a massive asset. Even if it's the 32nd pick in the draft, from a draft numbers perspective, they still win the trade in that, like, the draft chart. But, man, I just can't get there, Elliot. I just, look, I feel like I am nervous about Howie Roseman making any picks, period. But I felt a lot better about Howie Roseman making the sixth pick in the draft than I do about the 12th pick in the draft. And those picks next year, yeah, they're valuable. And, and if they're used to leverage into something else, then yeah, I get it. But I, do I want Howie Roseman making the 17th and the 23rd pick in the draft next year too and thinking that's as valuable as a guy at six who is, again, we don't want to say can't miss, but a lot more likely to be can't miss than these other guys are. Well, I, I'm nervous about it. I know they need a lot of young talent, so I understand the move, but... I'm nervous about it. What's Alex. interesting is, and look, we talk about Howie's draft record every every week on this show. So we both know where we stand on Howie's draft record. It's not great. I don't think it's as abysmal as some people do, but it's not great. It's unacceptable for a general manager, his draft record. But the difference between like the picks for him, if you look at the guys he's taken in the top 10, you know, Carson Wentz, Lane Johnson, Pro Bowl players, Carson's a, a debate we can have for however long, but a good pick at number two. Right? And value positions. Yes. Like high-level positions. But where, where Howie falls into trouble is like the second round, late first round pick. The picks he's made inside the top 20, he took Fletcher Cox there. He took Brandon Graham there. And I know Andy Reid's involved, but I'm talking about general, be, you know, him being the general manager. Uh, and then Derek Barnett. Barnett's a little more iffy uh, in terms of the 14th overall pick. Probably hasn't been great value, but I also would say has not been a bust. He has not been a Pro Bowl player, but he's been an adequate starter. So, you know, I, I think there's still a chance he can get someone there at 12. What's, what's going to help the Eagles is... Probably five quarterbacks go before the Eagles draft. Maybe Mac Jones doesn't, but probably five. Seems like he's going to, yeah. Seems like he's going to, especially if the Niners Might take go him three. Might go three. This is crazy. So if five quarterbacks go before you you go, uh, that means you're at worst going to get the six, I guess, pick would be? Six or seventh? Be the seventh. Be the, yeah, seventh, the seventh player. Six guys Seventh would go best non-quarterback, right. essentially. And you know, a few of those will be tackles, probably two of them. So I, they're, I, they're still going to have a shot at a good player. It's just, you know, you put the bullseye on your back even more. And a part of this people don't want to hear, but is an absolute truth when looking at this. This speaks to Howie's 
job security. Like how he doesn't make this trade if he's under pressure to win in 2021. I agree with you. And You're it, right. And it shows that they have a plan in place that they're letting Howie put in place and they're letting him execute. And part of that plan is to collect picks next year. Yeah, and look, the, the only way the plan works is if you hit on draft picks. That's what it Which all, is true of number six as yeah, well, of though. Course, of, course, of course, right. it's just easier to hit on six. But yeah, this ultimately is going to come down to something that Howie has not been good at. And, and he's going to have to hopefully listen to the scouts and hopefully they point him in the right direction and he actually listens and Jeffrey Lurie actually listens. And, you know, it's a lot of ifs. Yeah, and look, another part of this, and I know people say, well, Howie's just going to miss the pick, so who cares? You just can't run it like that. It's just not, yeah. And they Look, did, he is, the, as much as we might not want him to be the general manager, he is and he's making the pick. So would you rather just not pick at all? Right. I mean, you know, at least there's a, a chance he gets lucky. And also, in, if you do think Howie's a bad drafter, which we certainly will not get much push, pushback on, I mean, you want him to have more picks. So now they have an extra one next year, uh, and they moved up this year from the fifth to the fourth, which helps. So, again, it's not a trade I would have made. But I see the logic behind it, and if you put me in the room with Jeffrey Lurie Howie and the staff and they talked me through it, I bet ultimately I would agree with the decision. Yeah, again, I, I get the value. I, I just don't trust Howie Roseman, but the value is there. That's why it's such a compelling trade, and I think when we go to the phones here, we're going to hear both sides. So 215-592-9494, only an hour today. Let's crank it up on the phones right now, get to as many calls as we can today, get reaction. Where do you stand on this trade? Are you for it? Are you against it? 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every single Saturday at this time. We've missed him. Our buddy Tom from Abington. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? Man, I needed that. I needed that yo, fellas. It's been too long. It's good to hear from you, man. Right back at you there, Slick. Um, <laughs> say it's nice to be on a show that doesn't try to censor their listeners either. Outrageous. Outrageous. Totally is it the outrageous. camera shot? It guessing? sure is. Yeah. I didn't even have to say anything, and ESP knew who I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yesterday when this trade went down, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. All I saw was Howie Henke acquiring assets to keep his optionality open. That's what I saw. So now 24 hours has gone by, and I hate it even more. Wow. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, all right, so if we take a look at this draft, I, I think it's safe to say that definitely the top three picks will be QBs, possibly yeah. the top four. Yeah, I, I think there's a decent chance. Atlanta. Yep, oh, for the top five, because you could see a team move up again. But I think you're going to see four quarterbacks go in the first, yeah, like okay. six picks probably. So and the then Eagles Denver and Carolina at, at eight and nine ahead of the Eagles, two both in play for a quarterback. So the five in the top ten really in play. Yeah. So the Eagles sitting at six, they have a real shot at getting the best athlete in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Because the tackle might go before it. them first. I mean, the the, the tackle uh, Sewell from uh, Oregon. Oregon. Right? Yeah, he yeah. he, he's, I mean, he would have gone ahead of him too. So I, yeah, I think Pitts would have been available. Chase. I mean, they really screwed the pooch on this one. Um, and you say that they had a plan, Elliot, or how he has a plan. I would love to believe that, but why were they trying to move up to three? Well, so Ian Rappaport backed off on that. Yeah, he deleted the tweet. For what it's worth. But I, I believe they looked into it, absolutely. Me I mean, I, another the other takeaway, and we haven't gotten to it yet, is what this means for Jalen Hurts. And it, I think another part of collecting these picks is they're setting themselves up, if Hurts doesn't work out, to be able to go and get another guy. So moving up to three, to me, just says they like Zach Wilson better than uh, Jalen Hurts, if they could have done it. 
Right, and I'd, I'd been saying all along I thought that they had identified a QB that they were going to go after. So I do believe that that tweet, whether he took it down or not. I am just I'm I'm super concerned about this, guys. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, you're at six. You have that shot. You take that shot. Uh, unless, and this is the one caveat, if they package these picks together and somehow Deshaun Watson, the legal troubles work out, and, and they acquire him, or, or even um, Wilson, mm-hmm. I, then I'd be okay with it. But to sit here with three first-round draft picks next year, I don't know, just doesn't make sense to me. Well, if they hit on 12, it'll look a lot better because then you have someone that you feel good in and you have the picks. But it just puts well, so much more pressure on you to hit on 12 than you were at six because it would have been easier. Yeah, there. and I heard a caller earlier today put it perfectly. It's a, With Howie making the picks, it's like giving a blind man more darts to throw at a dartboard. Yeah, oh, I think Ike Reese did a good saying, moving further and closer away from the dartboard, same idea. Tommy, a pleasure, my friend. Take care, fellas. All right, pal. Yeah, look, I, I that's what I was saying in the open a little bit, the idea of, of if there is a plan, and the Deshaun Watson thing is obviously so up in the air right now with all the legal stuff. Who knows how that's going to shake out? I'm sure the Eagles have their people looking into all that, all that type of stuff. But if this move is a precursor to leverage these picks into a move to get someone like a Deshaun Watson, assuming that they feel comfortable with all that stuff and, and whatever, then then you look at this differently. I guess, although, you know, we were having the Deshaun Watson debate yesterday and before the show and all that, and, you know, I kind of like the idea of just trying on these picks and rebuilding with young guys. Now, Deshaun Watson's not old, clearly. He's, he's young and an elite-level talent, but, yeah, if you get Deshaun Watson, that matters, and it changes how you look at things. But I don't hate the idea of just taking swings with these draft picks and trying to rebuild the whole roster from a young perspective. Let's go to Central PA and talk to my buddy Chiro. Hey, Chiro. What's going on, Salsa? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Elliot? What up, man? How you doing? I can't complain. Enjoying this weather. Amen. Amen. Uh, about the trade, man, I'll say this. I probably went through about five emotions within five <laughs> yeah. minutes. At first, I was like, I was mad because, you know, I'm a big Kyle Pitts guy. I was I was really excited, hoping we were going to get him. Then I got then I got excited. I'm like, well, man, we're going to have probably three picks in the first in the first round next year. This team has a lot of holes to fill. Let's build for the future. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Howie's not done. I, I don't know what he's doing. I think either Watson or Wilson are probably going to be the targets. But I, I just have this feeling that he made this move not to build next year, but to keep the quarterback factory running. And I really just would like to see Jalen Hurts for a year. You know, we had that bad relationship with Carson Wentz. I've said it before, we, let's be single for a year. Let's yeah. not no, and I, I agree with you on that. I like yeah. that. That's a good way to put it. You let, just let, got out of a just long-term need to, relationship. A year to, to figure it out, right? Yeah, we need to figure ourselves out for yeah. a minute. Yeah, I, I It's agree. not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chiro, great call, man. And I, I look, I, I think we both, uh, you know, prior to this trade and just in general have been pretty staunch on the I'd like to see what Jalen Hurts yeah. has for a year. But it does seem like I agree with Chiro in the sense that when I look – at the situation the Eagles are putting themselves in, like I do think that it, there is a valid argument to be made that they are looking to use those picks to get a quarterback. The other thing, and now that they've traded the number six pick, I think we can look at this pretty clear-eyed and say they were not going to take Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. I, I think that now that they've traded out, they view the number six pick as such a high-level asset that they're only using it at a position they really value, quarterback or the lines. And I think that they decided 
the number six pick as an asset is better to turn into more picks and then take someone at 12, maybe that is a receiver or something like that, than it would have been to take a skill position player. So, you know, we say they're passing on Pitts and, and, uh, and Chase, but maybe they were never going to take them. Like, maybe if they stay at six, they take Slater or something like that. It's possible. And they just don't view the number six pick as an asset that they would ever use on a receiver. And and look, it, I, I, I've made this point before, but the idea that, as far as drafts go, I mean, this is the biggest crapshoot draft we've ever had. I yeah. mean, coming off a weird season where a lot of, I mean, Trey Lance is going to be a top five pick and he played one game last year, one football game. Yeah. Like, it's a weird year. So I I do think picks in next year's draft in a way are more valuable than picks in this year's draft in a weird way. So from that perspective, I could see a 215-592-9494. Let's go to Glassboro and talk to BlackBritty.com. Yo, Man, look, it's Howie season. There it is. <laughs> and for people that don't know, Howie season is like Game of Thrones winter. It's just a long, the, treacherous. The red wedding. Oh, man, it's just a bad time. That's, that's what Howie season is like. Howie's so, definitely got some little finger in him. Big time. Oh, no doubt. Okay. So, I, you know, I don't care what goes on, but the messaging is just crazy in the timeline of, Oh, we value quarterback. We're going to do everything and go get Carson. We get Carson. Oh, we got Foles. Oh, we got to get rid of Foles because we believe in Carson. We get Carson. Oh, we don't believe in Carson. We're going to put this young kid in there. He wins a game. He's the best thing in the slightest press. Oh, no, he lost three games. He needs another quarterback. Like, it's just, like, I just need some consistency. Like, I need a concise, like, just pass. Right now. Well, this like, is life when you don't have a great quarterback, right? I mean, Carson was not great the last few years, and now you're riding the roller coaster and the uncertainty of trying to figure the position out. And and I don't know if I believe in the people that are making this decision between my ownership and my GM. I don't know if we're going to get the quarterback unless you tell me we're about to trade all these assets and go get Russell Wilson. But, I mean, uh, other than that, like I don't even know if I trust them drafting anything right now. And Howie is, you know, I prefer a sniper you know, a guy with one bullet at a time who's going to hit his mark. Mm-hmm. Howie's like the dude with the Uzi running up into the <laughs> – he's just spraying and praying and hoping to hit something. You know what I mean? Well, they he got 11 no picks this year, so they're certainly going to have a lot of shots at yeah. it. I tell you what, guys. If we don't get somebody close to Pro Bowl level out of these 11, Elliot, oh, don't yeah. come on the internet no more. <laughs> no, they got to get gonna... someone at 12. They have to get a yeah. Pro Bowl player at 12. Especially no. after trading down from six. The the twelfth pick has got to be a Pro Bowl player. And not not for nothing, we might end up getting one of the guys that quote unquote Philadelphia wants because it seems like everybody and their mom's getting a quarterback. So if yeah. everybody gets a quarterback, mm-hmm. we're still we still should get one of the top three wide receivers in the era if that's what you want to go for. Or defensive ends. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. gotta get something premium at that point. But it's just upsetting time. Howie season got me stressed out. Somebody <laughs> sent me some ice cream. The weather's getting warm. I know. And some scots. The ice cream and some scots. Just man, Howie season used to be fun. Now we got my oh, man yeah. drinking because of it. <laughs> no, it's just stressful. Baby mama, I miss you. Elliot, <laughs> be, be careful on the internet this week. Always. Tread lightly, brother. Always. I love you guys. Love you. Talk to you soon. You yeah. know, he just brought something up I want to talk about after the break. Maybe they get Jamar Chase at 12. No, they're not. All right, hear me out. All right, okay, I will tell all right, you. Coming after up, the break. After the break, we're going to find out how it is humanly possible that the Eagles somehow get Jamar Chase at one. And if there was one caller who I expected to call in today. Been waiting all week. Been waiting all week to hear how mad he is about this one. That's coming up next, too. 
It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us, have set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to our sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. Elliot and I have been having a blast betting on the college hoops action. Obviously, back at it today and tomorrow. You can bet on all those games, parlays, teasers, all that fun stuff player performances and of course you can bet on pro basketball you can bet on futures for baseball for football anything and everything it's all there for you and here's the deal if you sign up now you get a risk-free bet of up to five hundred dollars yes a five hundred dollar risk-free bet just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash pa and use our promo code GoBirds. that's g-o-b-i-r-d-s to get your risk-free bet of up to five hundred dollars again that's p-a-r-x casino.com slash p-a the website has all the details your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet (laughs) go birds radio presented by parks casino and sportsbook a little spice girls for elliot spice parks you know i think most like spice girls as well Uh, he always plays plays it quite a bit and it is a banger so i don't just i'm not mad at him for doing it it's an interesting theory clearly very high up on his list of songs he likes to uh likes to peck 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute, we're going to find out why Elliot thinks that the Eagles could still get Jamar Chase at 12. But first, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Get ready. He's Mad Mike. He's in KOP. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. It's good to have you back. I, this nonsense of preempting you for baseball is ridiculous. <laughs> so, I'm... Look, baseball on the radio is great, but look, we, we, we miss being on the air yeah, for sure. Yeah, on the radio if it's 1925. Oh, no come on. All right, don't be mad about that. Let's hear what you're mad I about. I love baseball. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm mad because, they. first of all, I feel like the, the Niners got three ones to move to the third spot. The third spot. My, I gave up three ones. I yeah. understand for a QB. But, like, you traded – you got – all you got is a one. In, in reality, all you got is a one. You couldn't get a one in a second? Like, this feels rushed. Well, like, they, it, they it, moved back six spots. And just in yeah, reality, but, moving to the third spot's not as – I mean, it's just more valuable because you're talking I about a quarterback. It, but I'm not asking for three ones, but one and a two. Like Two I ones and a swap. It's the same idea, essentially, except one now, extra one. He's saying they should have yeah. gotten an extra two, but I don't think the draft value chart shows I, that. They won on me, the draft value. The, the, if yeah. you had just waited till draft day, people get super desperate. You could have had it then. Like it's just, maybe, it's, maybe, it's just, or or like, who knows? Maybe not. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be that Miami wants Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase goes five. They're less likely. You know, it could you don't know. It is weird though. It is weird that it happened before draft day. Well, this is that. why. And Mad Mike, I'll let you go in a second. But this is why I feel like maybe it's step one of two. Remember when they when they moved up for Carson, they went to nine first, and then they went to two. So I'm wondering if this is step one of two for something else. Uh, and, and here's my other point. Like, what are we doing? Like, I mean, let's talk about this for a second. You took a, you spent a two on a quarterback that you told us was so much like Russell Wilson, you couldn't let him escape. And now that affected your relationship with your your number one like pick quarterback so bad that he's gone now. And now you're sniffing around Zach Wilson. And now you're probably and and the, that quarterback's not Hurts uh, isn't stupid enough to think well I guess they really aren't all about me anymore so like now you're screwing with the relationship with the guy that you have currently like 
Yeah, but you always have to keep the doors open. For, look, I like Jalen Hurts. I would give him a year, but you have to at least explore other options. I understand, yeah. but this is not how you – like, this is the one position in football that you have to coddle. And, like, like they're divas, and they need to be coddled a little bit. And, like, you're, you're like, doing it, like, the completely wrong way. Like, the, this team makes no sense to me. Their thought process is – the complete, like, well, but the, the trade like, makes sense if they go back to 12, they get a stud player, and then you have an extra pick next year. So but, we have oh, to see that, how it works out. The other, like, now you're you basically were saying, Oh, you had your pick of anybody, you can make any choice, and it's even if you throw a dart at the board, you're probably gonna hit right now. You're not, like, yeah, I don't trust it's tougher. Allie at all. Like, I guarantee you, he's gonna take another. Uh, there is a guy just like Brandon Graham out there. Again, another undersized defensive end for Michigan. We're probably going to get him. He won't play for four or five years and then he'll have a mid-level career and everybody thinks he's amazing. Like, Well, Brandon Graham's an Eagles I, Hall of Famer. So no, I would say, yes, yes, he, he is. is. Come on, man. Mike, stop. Stop. Years. That's nothing. Mike, stop. Stop. I, stop. I, it's just, this is the ridiculousness of this team. I just can't handle it anymore. We can tell, Mike. Pleasure as always. My man... Shocked he doesn't like the trade. Uh, Mike, Mike, smile. It's gorgeous outside. Yeah. Like, enjoy the day a little bit here. 215-592-9494. Elliot, why do you think it's at all possible to believe that Jamar Chase will be there? So we come into the studio where obviously Glenn and Ray are on. We see Ray with his plethora of draft magazines out. All of his notes, right? And in classic Ray Ray Dinger fashion, Glenn Mack now tweeted out a screenshot of Ray's handwritten mock draft. Mm -hmm. So this is valuable information. Just... Hear me out on why, after looking at Ray's mock draft, which which I trust, I don't think Jamar Chase at 12 is that crazy. So pick one, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pick two, Zach Wilson to the Jets, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pick three is a quarterback. Whether it's Trey Lance, Mac Jones, yep. Justin Fields, it's yep. a quarterback. Pick four, I think, is either a quarterback or Kyle Pitts. Would you agree? I think they. I think Atlanta trades with okay, somebody. So it's a, a I think quarterback. It's a quarter, I, I think quarterbacks are going top four. All right, pick five. This is a, a landing spot, but I think they go tackle there. I, I would I mean I think that'd be the smart thing for, so, okay. for Cincinnati. Pick six is Miami, and this is where if he gets past Miami, if 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 Jamar Chase gets past Miami, then things get interesting because Detroit's not gonna take him, Carolina's not gonna take him, Denver's not gonna take him, Dallas isn't gonna take him, and the Giants probably aren't gonna take him. So if if Miami values Devonta Smith over Jamar Chase, which isn't that crazy. He was a Heisman winner last year. They got to spend a week with him at the senior bowl. Uh Jamar Chase didn't play last year. If they value him over Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase falling to the Eagles at twelve is is not as crazy as I thought. As you would have told me yesterday, I'd have been like no chance. But now that I have to look at it and see, like where the where's Jamar Chase going? I mean, someone could trade up for him, which is possible. But again, Detroit's not taking him. Carolina's not taking him. Denver's not taking him. Dallas and the Giants almost certainly aren't taking mm-hmm. him. So tell me where I'm wrong. I know it's 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 a really interesting theory. I, I think that he will go. Someone will trade up for him or whatever. And I. Ultimately, think Miami's taking him. I think Miami is taking Jamar. Chase. I think Miami is taking Devonta Smith. Well, that's going to be the pivot point. That's yeah. that's a fascinating look. You know, but don't, don't even get me. I can't could even you know. imagine I can't a world? Yeah, the, it's a, then it's the the biggest win of all time. Yeah, the Eagles trade down to twelve and they still get Jamar Chase. Can you imagine two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four? Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my buddy Neil. Hey Neil, Seltzer, pleasure always to speak with you. Um, I am sort of dumbfounded, and I'm going to borrow a quote from the great Ron White, you can't fix stupid. And it's clear that this organization right now is not only without vision, but it's acting so stupid 
that I, I am almost amazed how much of a grasp on power Harry Roseman has in this organization. This was the one year where we had, for a brief, very brief moment, a flicker of hope that a Sewell or a Chase or a Pitts might come to us at six. And that was the one little tiny shred that we were hanging on to as the reason to be interested in this season and this draft. And by moving out of the 6 to 12, they have taken that one shining moment away from us because we're not going to get any of the three players that we would have gotten at 6. And what makes it even worse is this. The Dolphins absolutely fleece the 49ers, the three first-round picks, and then give up one to move up to 6. So now they're in the exact same spot we were at, and they added two first-round picks. That's how you they added one. Draft. They added one because they trade. They added one pick. Yeah, but I mean, it was great. It was pick. great job by them. I agree to move back two spots and pick up a first. Absolutely, that's a good job by them. I, I mean, I mean that is that is a textbook one on one on how you build a roster. And the, what's clear now is, and they decide that they're going to, you know, investigate a quarterback. It's like we've heard the same scenario over and over again. Wentz, you know, to uh, Jalen Hurts. Now Jalen Hurts maybe they looked at Zach Wilson. And, and, we're, and we're supposed to be the quarterback factory? The only thing we seem to do, be well at with quarterbacks is pissing them off. And, and the, the ultimate irony in all this, guys, is Carson Wentz is now not the biggest villain in Philadelphia anymore. It's Howie Rose. Oh, well, I, I think it always yeah. was. Dude. I think Great call as always. I don't think, yeah, I think Howie is a much bigger villain than has been. But I mean, he mentions how to build a team textbook 101. And what Howie did is what a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is how you do it. You add picks, you, you take more swings, especially if you're in a rebuild. Now, again, I would have just taken someone at six. Like, that's what I would have done. But if we want to look at this and take emotion out of it, this is how teams rebuild. Like, everyone says the Eagles are rebuilding. This is how you do it. You add picks. You add high-level picks. It is pretty wild. Not a single person yet so far has been a fan of the trade. That yeah. is interesting. Let's see if that continues. Well, Howie can't do much good right now. <laughs> can't win. Let's go to Limerick and talk to Dwight. Hey, Dwight. Hey, James. How are you? Good, buddy. Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, I wanted Elliot's um, perspective. If they trade back down to the top five, do you think they have a greater chance of uh, picking a quarterback? So if the Eagles trade from 12 to five, you're saying? Or, in, yeah, in the top five. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If they go into the top five, I think they're taking a quarterback. Okay. And yeah, uh, uh, who, do you, who I, do you think they could sign or get or trade for uh, to help the uh, defensive uh, side? It's a good question. I mean, when you talk about drafting at 12, uh, I think some people think Patrick Sertain could be there. At least he's in the conversation. Uh, I don't Caleb know. Farley, another guy My there. only thing with cornerback is if they're going to be playing a lot of zone and you already have Slay, I just don't know if investing in a man corner there is a good use of assets. Obviously, the more talent, the better. Uh, Micah Parsons, I don't know if they would use a first-round pick Wouldn't on a linebacker. Wouldn't it be wild but if, if they drafted a linebacker This team the does. Person? They do overcorrect. And they, True. They, they've messed up the linebacker And look, position. maybe Jonathan Gannon says, I mean, he had Darius Leonard in, in Indy. Maybe he's a guy who says, I want a stud linebacker. Like, well, my defense will be great with it. Gannon, Dwight, thanks for the call. Gannon is also, also somebody that had other job opportunities. So I think he has more sway in the draft room than Sirianni does. So, Ooh. you know, I, I think I think defense is definitely possible at 12. 2155. And look, it's 215-592-9494. It does seem, when you look at the players, it looks like, look, and it could be Waddle, those type of guys. There'll be a receiver, I would think at least one there, who is yeah. a good option. But I think otherwise, it's those cornerbacks. It's maybe Gregory Rousseau. It's like those type of guys who will be there. So I think defense, there'll be more options on defense than 
on offense. Let's go to New Mexico and our talk to our buddy David. Hello, David. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we? What up, man? Good to hear from you. What's up, buddy? Oh, my God. How long is Howie Roseman going to be able to throw snowballs in the face of this fan base, man? Well, it looks like Come at least on. through 2022. Seemingly forever, David. Forever. Are you kidding me? I, when I first heard about this trade yesterday, I was just absolutely livid. Absolutely livid. And I, I, I thought about it, and I understand the logic. I, I get it. I understand the logic. But the two things that I have a problem with, one is the timing. You don't do a trade like this a month and a half away from the draft. Hell, you can do it on draft day and probably get a better result. Well, to be and fair, Miami, we don't we don't, we don't know. know it depends time. on how the board falls. Look, Miami clearly has a guy or two that they really like in that spot. If those guys aren't there or if one of them, the one they wanted the most, isn't there, maybe they're not as willing to do that. So I, I don't think that's necessarily true, Dave. But at least, but at least, if you do it on draft day, you have at least a flow about what's going on. Yeah, you, you but I think it's more. You if you're trading back, it makes more sense. If you're trading up without it being for a quarterback, if you're trading up to six, it there is more, you know, a worry if you're the one going up saying, "I want this guy." That guy could not be there. Whereas going back, you're saying, "All right, I'm cool with these six players. Like, I really like a lot of them. Like one of those guys will be there. Whatever, you know." Yeah, but they're going back. I mean, and 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 that's basically what they did. My, my point is is that if you can find five people that would actually have done this trade, if, if, if given the choice, I can't find them. Yeah, Nobody you're right. else would have done this. You're Nobody right. else would have done this. And that makes me so angry that Howie has to think he's the smartest guy in the room by not taking the obvious. This is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type league. And if you dangle those kind of talents in front of you and you are too smart for yourself to take it, I'm sorry. That's just stupid. And – I don't understand exactly where his logic came in for that. And if it turns out to be great and we do get somebody at 12 that's, that, that's going to be a pro bowler because we need to, we've got more pressure to try to make this guy do what he hasn't done very well. Absolutely. And, that's make his, and I don't get it. And it's unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. If we just stayed put and taken whoever we needed to take at six, the last thing I was thinking about doing is picking behind Dallas and Giants. Yeah. Are, are, are you kidding me? That helps us. None. Zero. It doesn't help us at all. So, I mean, if, if you want to rebuild and you want to try to put this team in a positive light, much less your very young quarterback who has the mind of a steel trap, thank God, thank God, he's, you know, he's, he's thick skinned, so he's not really worried about that. Like I said before, I mean, you can bring in Troy Aikman Jr. He's not going to care because he's the right. starting quarterback and he believes it. I got so, you. So, I just don't understand – I just don't understand the timing or the logic. It's it's infuriating. A pleasure as always. Look, I... It's funny because again, I, I as I said at the beginning, like I don't love it. I'm I'm more anti than than positive, but I I definitely can understand the logic of it. Like I yeah. think I think logic wise, like pragmatically speaking, like this, like you said before, like they are value wise, they win on value. Like they are getting more value than they're giving up according to the draft well, chart and all that. So and the other the other thing I is, get it. I just don't like it. It's going to be harder to get someone great at 12 than it would have been at six, but you're also then getting another swing next year for free. So there's that to take into consideration as well. But to Dave's point with the timing, I think like how he knows what's going on. Like, I don't think the timing is that crazy. 
But the one risk is, like, you do not know for sure what's going to happen on draft night. I mean, a few years ago, Laramie Tunsil, right? He yeah, falls. Sure. And well, Laramie Tunsil's the the, the genesis right. for all this. He's the trade right. that the pick that got traded and so on and so forth so and all that. So. That's the one risk of moving now is on just draft night, you don't know. I sort of done it, but that is a good point by Dave. 215 592 9494. It's Go Birds Radio. One more segment to go in our power. We'll get to as many calls as we can to tell you that it's James. We're coming right back. Jim, James, Jimothy. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Last segment for us. Before we get out of here, let's dive right in, get to as many calls as we can. Let's go to Florida and talk to Ja'Cory. Hey, buddy. What's going on, guys? What's, What's on, on your mind, Ja'Cory? Good, man. Um, I'm I'm mad because, you know, you missed on, you know, Jamar Chase and, you know, Kyle Pitts, both alpha number one receivers um you know at 12 i want us it's gonna be unpopular opinion but i think we need to take jc horn to me he's the mm. best corner in the draft very underrated you look at everybody in the division what did they get this year receivers curtis Samuel went to washington and um kenny galladay went to the giants so we need to get we need to fix our secondary get a corner then to come back in the second round get a receiver because i don't why he's going to take Jalen Waddle, who's going to be probably a number two receiver or a slot or um. Uh, well, but Waddle, I mean, underrating. Yeah, Waddle well, was good viewed, call, Waddle was viewed as better than Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs at one point. So I, I don't know if he can be a number one. I mean, being a number one receiver is really hard to do. But uh, I think he can be more than a, a slot or a number two. Yeah, and I just can't. I, look, I get it. Cornerback's important. I just can't get there with these guys. I can't guys either. You already have Darius Slay. I want yeah. offense with this pick. Let's go to Bob and Delran. Hey, Bobby. Hey. Um, I want to ask you a basic question. I respect both of your gentlemen's opinion. We haven't always agreed, but what would Howie tell you? What evidence can he give the fan base that he is skilled to pick players? Because he can't. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. I think a wise person knows their weaknesses and defers to somebody, an expert, and then listens to them. What is the reluctance of Howie listening to somebody? Well, we, well, would he agree to that? And would he agree to tell everybody, I am going to go with what my scouting staff recommends? But they've, they've done – I mean, so you want Howie to listen to other people. He listened to the coaching staff last year yeah, to take Jalen Rager. because he's not a football person. He isn't. But so you're asking what evidence is there that Howie's good at drafting? I mean, we could go through each pick and discuss them. Like I think Miles Sanders in the second round is decent. There isn't. But, oh, but yeah, yeah. but regardless, like to your overall point, I mean, Howie's won a Super Bowl and has a great resume. So I get the drafting aspect of it as part of it, but it's not the end all be all. All right. I'm with you, Bobby. And good call. I think right now where this team is at, it is the it's, end it's all. It's more be-all. important. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. But they rebuilt before with and now they again they had younger talent. So yeah. I, I agree with you. Let's go to Northeast Philly and talk to Adam. Yo, Adam. Yo, what's going on, bro? What up, pal? Elliot, how you doing, bro? How you doing? Thanks for calling. Man, I, I, for somebody that's draft challenged as Howie can be, he had to stay at six. I mean, it, it's closest to a, you know, can't miss pick as we can get. And and if you go back, we shouldn't even happen happen to be worried about taking a receiver. We could have had DJ Metcalf because Howie picked. Whiteside instead, you know, last year we could have had Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy. Yeah, but look. Adam, I'm with you, brother. I I I feel your pain. 
I, I think the, if you want to try to be optimistic on the, on this sunny day, is that we really won't know if it's a good trade until we see how the pick at 12 plans out, where the pick is next year. Like, it's going to take time. I think there's logic there. I understand the worry about it. But there is a way where this turns out to be a great trade. Well, I, I hope it does. I, I, Fingers I really crossed, right, brother? Pleasure, Adam. Thanks for calling. Let's squeeze another one in if we can here. Let's go to Westchester and talk to Enzo. Yozo. What's up, guys? James. Fingers crossed. I got my toes crossed, my fingers crossed. It's all we can <laughs> do, buddy. It's all we can do. Dude, uh, I mean, when Man Mike calls before me and gets on before me, I don't have to say anything because he said it all for me, brother. <laughs> I, got a, I got a question about Carson, though. My son asked me to ask you guys, so I'm going to ask for him. My 13-year-old sitting next to me. He wants to know, you said something about we're paying Carson next year. If he stays healthy, what is the deal with that? If he stayed, oh, so the Eagles are not paying Carson any money next year. He's on the cap because the signing bonus that they paid him, at, you know, moved up when they traded him. But the Eagles will not be paying Carson another dollar out of their pocket from here on out. So he, he asked me to ask you guys, why are we concerned if he stays healthy? Well, because of the, oh, because the of percent the of the snaps pick. for the draft pick. We get a higher draft pick if it's a higher percent. If Carson plays more than 70 or 75% of the snap, they get a first-round pick. If he doesn't, they get a second-round pick. So that's why you root for him to stay healthy. Okay, man, Mike, I agree with you, brother. Tom from Abington, I love you, brother. Keep calling in. No censorship. <laughs> love it. You guys have a beautiful weekend. You too, Enzo. I love that. Like Caller call on caller love as yeah. opposed to caller on caller. It's a caller. beautiful day. Let's squeeze one more in here. I apologize to everyone we couldn't get to. We just had an hour. If you call next week, we'll get to you guys. Brian in New Jersey is going to round us out today. Yo, Bri. Oh, last but not least. I love it. I, <laughs> I made it, it happen. What's up, Bri? What's going on, guys? What's going on? How you doing? Yo, Elliot, I just want to say I do love you, bro. Like you, you be making a lot of great points. Honestly, straight up, like people I try. give you all that all that hate and shit, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, let as me, long as me, you're right just, all the time, you know. Let me, a... let me let me just say that I feel like everyone's overreacting about this whole thing. Like, look, this is Howie's last chance. I think he's like, I think this is his last chance. He can't pull that smartest guy in the room stuff. He's got to he's got to really do the right thing and listen to his guys on this draft. And I like that we moved back. I feel like we were going to anyway. I feel like I feel like we, as a team right now, we can't be picking the best wide receiver in the draft. I wanted to trade back and get the best defense, and I think we could do that now. And honestly, like, who knows what happens on draft day, but just say we could get, like, Michael Parsons or one of mm-hmm. these great corners or even Waddle. Like, I, I'm, I'm with it. I, I like Look at this. Like we're ending on a positive here. I'll show everyone hates it. I, we got a little like I, here. Yeah, that, that's, that's why I had to call oh, in because I, I seriously, I like it. I do like it. I love you guys. I'm going to call earlier next week so I can get on. Yeah, For sure. And we only had an hour. So, we again, we apologize to everyone who nah, couldn't get nah. on. So. I love you guys, and I'm, I'm going to leave it on this. That Spice Girls kicks ass. So. There you ah, go. See? Look at so this. Bro. What a call to yeah, end it, Brian. You're the best, man. This is how you end the show right there. Unbelievable. How about that? Yeah. So, next week, two hours, we'll get into it we're, way more. We're back next week. Of course, check out our pods at Go Birds Pod on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, everything. And yeah, everything. everywhere. Um, yeah, look, I, I think this is something we're obviously going to keep talking about. <laughs> we're gonna keep... It's a risk for Howie, and I think it speaks to the level of job security he feels he has and that Jeffrey Lurie gives him because, you know, he mentioned the last caller said if he misses on this pick, that's it. That's not really true. I mean, if he misses and it's a complete disaster, maybe, but Howie will be using those picks in the first round next year, whether it's to trade them, to draft them. I believe Howie will be the one deciding how those assets are used. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Howie's not going anywhere anytime soon, no matter what people want, no matter what I want. And that's why the whole, like, Howie's making the picks so it doesn't matter thing doesn't work because he's the one making the picks and it is what it is. Yep. So better hope for the best. Even, you know, as much as we dislike Howie, I still want my team to be good. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Exactly. So thank you to every single person who called in today. We could not do it without you. Again, I'm so sorry if we didn't get to you. Thank you to Moshe Kravitz. 
behind the glass, the NCAA tournament coming up next. And one more time, let me remind you that so many of the GoBirds faithful have already joined us, set up their accounts, and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun like you. We all love the home teams. That's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parksino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, safe and secure on the easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parksino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Obviously, the tournament on now. Bet on these games. There is action, college hoops action to bet on. It should be a blast, and you can do it with the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet.